This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, August 16th. This is Jamie Goldberg with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source, for supporting the show. Home Ford, Oregon's largest provider of affordable public housing, says it won't provide air conditioning to all residents, even after six people died in its housing units during the deadly June heat wave. Despite early forecasts of extreme heat, residents of the Home Ford buildings where the six deaths occurred said no cooling center or safety information was provided to them prior to the deadly heat wave. Home Ford leaders also weren't aware of the total number of heat-related deaths in their buildings until more than a month later. Agency leaders said they offered air-conditioned common areas in some buildings and paid for air conditioners for residents with a doctor's note. They also said they planned to prioritize checks on their most vulnerable residents moving forward. However, Home Ford's staffing levels are low, and they are not aware which residents have air conditioning and which do not. Governor Kate Brown is sending 500 Oregon National Guard members to 20 hospitals across the state and could send as many as 1,500 members in the coming days or weeks to help medical staff overwhelmed by COVID-19 patients. Brown's announcement came on the fourth consecutive day that the state broke its all-time pandemic high for the number of COVID-19 patients hospitalized. On August 13th, the number reached 733, nearly a 10% increase from the previous day. The number of coronavirus patients filling intensive care unit beds also reached a record high of 185 on August 13th. Oregon elected leaders condemned a resurgence of right-wing groups demonstrating in Portland and the often violent confrontations they provoke among some of the city's left-wing activists as the rival political factions plan for another potential showdown later in August. We loudly reject violent, anti-democratic incursions seeking to use Portland as a national stage to instill fear and promote biased violence in our city and beyond, said Governor Kate Brown, Portland Mayor Ted Wheeler, Multnomah County Chair Deborah Kofori, and Metro President Lynn Peterson in a public letter. The statement came days after out-of-town far-right activists and self-described anti-fascist counter-protesters brawled with bear spray, airsoft rifles, and paintball guns in downtown Portland, and one right-wing militant walked through downtown Portland with a replica assault rifle. Oregon's population grew more diverse over the past decade, new 2020 census data showed, echoing trends seen across the country. The likelihood that two Oregon residents picked at random would be from different race and ethnic groups was over 46% in 2020, up from 36.8% in 2010. By that measure, Oregon leapfrogged Kansas and Michigan to become the 29th most diverse state. The gains extend to virtually all the largest racial and ethnic groups. The biggest increase came among Oregonians who identify as multiracial. While Oregon is becoming more diverse and the state has become home to more multiracial people than since the last census, some of the shifts could also be attributed to clearer instructions and a change in census questions. Thank you for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.